This podcast is produced by Yizzy Research, whose mission is to do research and help others do the same. Visit us at yizzyresearch.com. While you're there, sign up for the mailing list to stay updated. If you are applying for a UX researcher job, then you need to have a research portfolio. Research portfolios are also common in academia, but I will be talking about UX research portfolios. A research portfolio is a representation of the best research you've done so far. Keep listening to hear more about what it is and how to create a compelling one. Welcome to the Yizzy Research Podcast, the podcast for aspiring researchers, current researchers, and research enthusiasts. I'm your host, Imani, also known as Izzy, and I am the founder, CEO, and principal researcher of Yizzy Research, a boutique research agency providing UX research services, career coaching, and of course, this podcast. A UX research portfolio is a document that highlights a few of your best research projects. The portfolio serves to highlight your skills to potential clients and employers. If you are applying for UX researcher roles, then you need a research portfolio. I have applied for a few UX researcher jobs that did not request a portfolio, but they were few and far between and were typically for very junior level roles. It's a good professional practice to have a research portfolio either way. When I was applying to UX researcher jobs a few years ago, I did not have a research portfolio. However, I noticed pretty quickly that I needed one to apply for a lot of my dream positions. When it was time to create one, I had no idea where or how to start because although I had been a researcher for years, I had never made a UX research portfolio. Secondly, I didn't fully understand how to represent something that was not inherently visual. Thirdly, I did not know what to include and what format to use. Per usual, I reached out to a variety of UX researchers to get their thoughts and opinions, and I received many conflicting pieces of advice. Some senior researchers advised purchasing a domain name and website host. Others recommended a simple and free Google Slides document. Others recommended making the portfolio long, while others insisted that it should be more concise. Needless to say, I was very confused. But ultimately, I found a formula that has worked for me. Logistically, what's foundational is how you present your portfolio. Do you have a website, Google Slide document, or some other format? For aspiring researchers, I prefer a Google Slide document because it's simple, accessible, easy to share, standardized, and free. And free is great when you are an aspiring researcher on a budget. However, a website can work as well because it is likely perceived as being more professional, especially if you have your own customized domain, such as yizzyresearch.com, for example. A website also allows for more customization and visual flexibility, more so than a Google Slide document. But if you're buying a domain and website hosts, it costs money. I've seen many portfolios over the years, and all of them have either been Google Slide documents or websites. When it's time to submit your portfolio as part of a job application, simply include the website, domain, or Google Slide document URL. A quick note regarding the Google Slide document URL. Make sure that you have made your document viewable by the public before submitting your application. It won't matter what's in your portfolio if no one can view it. Before I discuss what's included in a portfolio, I want to address when you should make a portfolio. Make it now. Make it ASAP. 
More specifically, have your portfolio completed before you apply for UX researcher jobs. Once you begin your portfolio, understand that it is a work in progress. As I record this, I am still in the process of modifying my research portfolio. I always have new experiences to add. If you need individualized attention and support in creating your portfolio, consider applying for the Yizzy Research Coaching Program, during which I can workshop your portfolio with you. Visit yizzyresearch.com for more information. Remember that the purpose of your portfolio is to highlight your strongest research projects. I recommend including no more than five cases, but more than two. So aim to include somewhere between three to five cases. What if some of your best research work is protected by an NDA or confidentiality clause? I recommend that you don't include it because you don't want to violate a legal agreement, and it's hard to discuss a confidential project in detail when you're being interviewed by a hiring manager or recruiter. If you do choose to include a research project from an NDA-protected engagement, do not name the company, focus on the industry, the research questions you answered, which methods you use, and what your insights were, and also, of course, how you applied them. From what I've gathered from viewing other portfolios and chatting with other researchers, some companies and governments may require that you ask them what you can share with the public before sharing. For me, these are entirely too many hoops to jump through, which is why I advise not including confidential projects, but trust your own discretion. I've mentioned the words case and case study a few times already. I use the two terms interchangeably. Case studies are the cornerstone of your portfolio, and I should define them more clearly. In terms of a UX research portfolio, a case study is a narrative of a research project you've conducted. Case studies can be long, Think several pages of a report, or they can be short. Think one to three slides in a PowerPoint. A case study is how you recount specific instances of when you conducted research, how you did it, what you discovered, and what the outcome was. How you organize your cases and the rest of your portfolio is also important. I recommend formatting your case studies as follows. Case study title, research questions or hypotheses, methods, insights, how insights were applied, and relevant deliverables such as wireframes, personas, or journey maps. I err on the side of being concise, so I recommend keeping each case between one and three slides if you're using Google Slides. On website portfolios, I've seen case studies are usually a few paragraphs or an entire web page. Visual design is not my forte, so I keep it at a minimum and instead use bulleted lists and images of my deliverables. If you do have a designer background, then feel free to take liberties with the design of your portfolio. I am very intentional about keeping the design of my portfolio simple and minimalist. So far, I've talked about what a research portfolio is, when to create one, which format to create it in, how many cases to include, and how to structure your cases. What could this look like when it's all put together? Let's walk through a Google Slide portfolio example. Slide one is the cover slide with your name and the text research portfolio. For example, Imani Nichols research portfolio. Slide two has your name along with your email address, LinkedIn URL, and phone number. It also includes a bulleted list of your core skills and a background statement. For example, some of my core skills include usability testing, user interviews, journey mapping, and focus group moderation. A sample background statement can read as follows. 
I am a UX researcher based in New York City, experienced in a variety of UX research methods and industries, including tech and library sciences. Slide three is an overview of the three to five cases included in the portfolio. This includes a case study title and one line description. For example, a case study can be the name of the company, client, product, or something more descriptive like wellness app for black doctors, for example. A one-line description can read, conducted usability tests on a market unproven app with niche user base. Assuming you have three cases, slides four through 12 include the details of each case. Each case has three slides using this logic. Among these three slides include the research questions or hypotheses, methods you use, insights, how the insights were applied, and any deliverables or collaterals such as wireframes or personas. Slide 13 can be a thank you slide. Remember that your audience for your portfolio is most likely recruiters and hiring managers, so they don't have all day. Keep this in mind and tailor your portfolio accordingly. I try to keep my portfolio under 15 slides. During the final interview during a super day for a UX researcher role I applied to a while ago, a high-ranking employee asked me to walk him through my portfolio, and I did, slide by slide. He asked me questions at each slide about methodologies and what I was learning at each step. He was very thorough and frankly, a little intimidating, but I was able to hold my own because I had been very intentional in creating my portfolio and rehearsing it. If you are overwhelmed, intimidated, or confused by creating a research portfolio, don't worry. These are very normal emotions, especially if you have not created one before. Once you take a stab at a portfolio and have a draft, I again suggest that you consider applying for the Yizzy Research Coaching Program during which I can workshop your portfolio with you. Visit yazidresearch.com for more information. So how do you actually get started creating a portfolio? Here are five tips to take you from thinking about your portfolio to actually publishing it. Number one, write or type every research project you can think of. Don't worry about structuring your notes into case studies yet. Just brainstorm and free write. No pressure. Think about the client, industry, product, company, impact, methods, budget, timelines, and the implementation of research. Think of everything you can and write it down. This is a reason why keeping a work journal is really useful. Number two. From this brainstorm, pick three to five of your best and most representative projects. These will be modified to be your case studies. Number three, for each case you have, identify the following. Research questions or hypotheses, research methods, insights, how the insights were applied, and any deliverables or collaterals such as wireframes or personas. Number four, take a break. Remember that your portfolio is a living document. The idea is that you are to gradually improve it. Number five, Make edits as you acquire more research experience and get feedback from coaches and other researchers. In this episode, I talk through the infamous and sometimes daunting UX research portfolio. Yes, it can be a lot to think about and create, but if you want to be taken seriously as a researcher, then you need one to represent your experience and skill set. If you missed anything, the episode notes can be found on yazyresearch.com. Thanks for listening. Subscribe for updates on new episodes. If you are interested in sponsoring this podcast, or if you are looking to hire someone to help you understand your users and your customers, 
visit yizzyresearch.com. Follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Yizzy Research. That's Y-Z-Z-I Research. Bye for now.